Anything's possible, though, because, you know, Bitcoin is money, so, you know, money talk, man. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, powered by Cointelegraph. What began as a small experiment is now a rapidly expanding ecosystem. As citizens of the internet, we expect to be able to send money over the internet as quickly and cheaply as sending an email. As citizens of the internet, we demand transparency. Here, we talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain industries, fintech, and more. But we're not experts. We're just three guys in the Bitcoin community. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode number 96. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Host number three, Corey. Boom. I hope you liked our last episode on Airbits. Um, you can be a direct investor of the company, but I noticed that the perks were really weird. You can invest If you invest $500 in the Airbits, you can gain access to their Slack. And our Slack is free, so are we... Are we suckers? So we charge people? No. $500? <laughs> Our community is not that expensive. Yeah, this seems kind of crazy, but they're doing it. Who's doing that? Pay some bills? I yeah, think. yeah. Airbits is doing that. If you All pay, right. if you, it's one of the tiers of their crowdfund. I guess it makes sense, though, because if you're putting a 500 spot down, you know, you, you don't, that's the golden paper on Monopoly. The golden bill that everybody wants. If you're putting one of those down, you're going to want access to the decision-making processes that are or at least a little bit of exposure to what goes on in the vaccine. So I can see how that makes sense. I can see the logic behind that. I didn't. I didn't know slacks were kind of like you know secret clubs. It can be. You can. It's a. It's it's a yeah. team organization tool. It can, you can make it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. If you want your team to be have exclusive parts that are pay in you can do that you can have we have private channels on our slack that no one can get into yeah uh donate ten dollars to the show and you can get one week access to our private slack channel mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole bunch of locker room talk going on in there. i don't know about that i don't, I don't know if i want to recreate i don't know if i can kick people from a private slack with our free subscription i'll have to just make a I new channel expose them to our locker room talk They'll see how real professional we are. <laughs> we gotta pay bills. We gotta we got we got bills to pay. Yeah, I don't I don't want this to just be something that we just go through because we love our sponsors. So let me uh slow down the tempo. Oh yeah. Light some candles and tell you about escomybits.com. Oh. Uh it, it's really cool. It's only gonna take you just a couple steps. You're gonna register. You should already be registered. Deposit that Bitcoin, the seller ships the item, buyer checks the goods, releases the funds. That's it. Put it in there. There you go. They charge, uh, they're just going to charge you 1% on all transactions and even offer you the ability to split that with the other party. Just Uh, this was crazy. What's wrong with the type of escrow services currently around? Uh, I think our goal, their goal, is to make using escrow as simple as possible. So we promoted every episode. We want there to no longer be any excuses on why not to use escrow. you know, your funds are kept in a secure two of three multi-signature transaction, and they're only going to hold one key. 
So mm-hmm. go on over to that website, escrowmybits.com. Sign up for that newsletter where you can escrow your shit with escrowmybits.com. Also, shout out to Cedar Hill, where there's an Athena Bitcoin, the most <laughs> trusted name in Bitcoin ATMs. That's in Texas, baby. Uh, you know, we're Texas boys, or we used to be. Now we're globetrotting. But, you know, Houston, Fort Worth, Dallas, and a couple other U.S. cities, they're everywhere. So download that Athena Bitcoin wallet on the App Store or Google Play for specific locations and more information. Visit AthenaBitcoin.com. And we're also brought to you by Athena Bitcoin's portfolio company, BitQuick.co, the quick, easy and don't forget secure peer-to-peer Bitcoin marketplace where you can get Bitcoin for cash. And as little as BitQuick has been serving Bitcoiners since 2013. Also, on top of that, uh, uh, where there's a... Just go ahead. Finish the tagline. I'm going to continue on real quick after you do that. <laughs> there's a bank. There's BitQuick. Yeah, there's a bank. There's BitQuick. But uh, if you didn't know, the Athena Bitcoin wallet is built using Airbits. So you have all the security practices associated with what we talked about last episode being built into that that wallet. So don't be afraid to use it. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. Don't be a pab. Don't be a pab. Don't be a pab. Um, but you should be afraid to use one coin. Segway. Yeah, man. I don't... Everything. So... It's a scam. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say <laughs> it's a scam. Right? I'm not going to just straight mm-hmm. out say it. But I will say that I can't find their blockchain. I can't find it traded on any exchange. I can't find a lot of information that you'd be able to find for a legitimate coin. And if I can't find those things, then I'm not touching it ever. And I would recommend others not to touch it ever. Hey, Cello, I'm thinking of a word that rhymes with spam. <laughs> what do you think it is? Vietnam. Ah. How did you know? Nailed it. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, there's a, so like, I guess the, the article we're referring to here on uh, Cointelegraph is that Bitcoin.com owner Roger Ver re-echoes OneCoin scam accusations. So Roger Ver is just like, he says, I guess he's reiterating the stuff I'm saying. It's like, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it, but like, it's not on CoinMarketCap. It's not on, like, they've said some weird shit that shouldn't be even relevant in when you're talking about a blockchain. As, like, they say it as, like, a, you know, they claim to, let's see here, mined more than 1.9 billion coins in 60 seconds. What does that even mean? Or why would you ever want to, like, say you do that? It's science, bro. Roger <laughs> Bear said he didn't have an opinion on it, though. He this said, is a classic. Huh? He said it's it's like there's a lot of controversy surrounding the company and like the the things that they're showing off as like join our one coin. He basically says like all of this stuff can be made quickly with little money and there's no real substance behind anything they're doing. And I don't trust it because I mean the name one coin. That's like classic Sauron tactics right there. One coin to rule them. One coin to buy yeah, them. Yeah, that's that's no. That's you stay away from shit like that. Yeah, for for the first off, for if you're listening and you don't know about cryptocurrencies, they are decentralized by nature. So anything centralized is not a cryptocurrency. And being 
decentralized also means like Corey said, you need you can find out about them. The source code must be available so anyone can view it, audit, use the code. And one coin falls short of this. There's no technical specs. There's no source code. If you're going you to call yourself a public blockchain, you have to be somewhat public about it. Yeah. Didn't you guys see that video, that crazy ass video that came out? A few I, don't weeks watch, ago? I don't watch crazy videos. Everybody watches crazy videos. You remember Faces of Death in the mid 90s? Oh, oh my dude. God. Changed my life. Dude, you're talking Anyways. about scarring a kid. Yeah, that, I shouldn't have watched those videos. <laughs> did you see that one uh, the train hit that little girl? Well, I did. I did see that. Man, Let's not get we did, we're going on topic. Look, <laughs> okay. what I'm saying is there was a there was a YouTube video like a one coin gathering, and it was crazy. It looked like a huge multi level marketing thing, and they were like, just it was stupid. Maybe I, maybe we should link it in the show notes. Yeah, because as long as nobody exchanges their one tokens for cash, one coin holds everybody's money. And if money flowing in slows down, meant what I read to is like a split. It would basically everyone's token multiplies, which drives down the value of an individual's token. So the only way you can see profits is by getting more people to put money in. That's a Ponzi scheme, like D said. That's multi-level marketing. Yeah. That's a that's kind of scary. Okay, Corey. hold up, hold up, hold up. I would like to make. A distinction here. Multi-level marketing is not a Ponzi scheme. The idea of multi-level marketing can be legitimate, but all Ponzi schemes are multi-level marketing. It's not. Mm, so they're it's not. They're rectangle. not the same. Yeah, they're not the same. So this is. But this is um, this is multi-level. It's not a Ponzi scheme. Oh, this is probably a Ponzi scheme. I'm just saying. Don't don't automatically assume that if something is multi-level marketing, that it's a Ponzi scheme. There has to be a product behind what you're talking about. But the way the product profits are seen is by getting more people to put money in and using that money to pay out existing users. Okay, so that's a that would be okay. There, there's that's no what product. This is. There's no real product involved. <laughs> like if you if, if you if you make money by off the money that other people underneath you put in in order to make money, that's a Ponzi scheme. If there's no product in the end, if you're not trying actually trying to push a product. And that's the center focus of what you're doing. It's definitely a Ponzi scheme. Every single like, one of their web pages is long exposure bullshit. Well, I'm looking at it right now. I just thought I'd throw that throw that into the hat. Throw that hat. Well, Bitcoin. The I think the, the the official Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin podcast opinion on one coin is stay the hell away. Yeah. What I what I find fascinating is how the split that I was referring to is. It's crafted to incentivize people to keep their assets in one coin and you just wait for the next split. So you, you're basically fear-mongering people to hold on to their bunk assets. Well, we all know that you know fear is the best tactic when doing any type of product. It's just if you scare everybody, then you're going to win. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty, like, for instance, we're gonna, when we start selling t-shirts, if you guys don't get our t-shirts, you'll die. For real, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> just wanted to let you know about that. Yeah, in case you didn't know. Yeah, it'll, it'll one, kill you. One coin set is the number two cryptocurrency, and it's ready to overtake Bitcoin with better algorithms. What does that mean? It's got better algorithms, bro. I use the word algorithms and better. That's clearly <laughs> it's it's better. 
It's got the best algorithms. He's trumping everybody. They're just like, you know, <laughs> if you just, if you just yeah. say shit without backing anything up, people will believe you. And unfortunately, that's going to get a lot of people, right? Like just yeah. saying outrageous shit that has no backing whatsoever. If You, you never have to back it because people are just going to believe you. Because if it's, it's on the internet, it's probably true. Or if you say it and it looks pretty, you make a cool video or you have to use certain, you know, diction or words in a certain order that seems legitimate people believe you without ever actually looking any further because they're lazy and you can make money that way which is dangerous and i think people know that and they take advantage of it and so they need people like us who kind of look in the back end and be like there's nothing there's nothing to what they're saying there's nothing backing it up there's nothing backing it up so just stay away until you find something that can back it up if our guests or our listeners know something that backs it up that we're not sure of, please let us know. We'll look into it. Mm-hmm. I've been scarred by the Bitcoin, the crypto community once before too, when I invested in Neo and B even, or Neo, Neo and B. Was that the name of that bank or whatever? It was supposed to be like a Bitcoin bank. It was like three years ago. Yeah. Something like that. And I like, I, when I say invested, I was like, I'm going to take this $150 and put it into this, whatever. It didn't work out. The guy was a scammer. Was you were ultra gullible, <laughs> Brewster. Yeah, you were ultra so, gullible in the early days. You're like, this looks, this is going to change the world. Here's money. I'm throwing money at it. And you're like, oh, money's yeah. gone. Well, it was that I leap did. of faith. I had this early times for Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. You, the pioneers are the ones that take the most risk. Yeah. And I consider myself a pioneer. I even bought a David Bowie hat. I didn't. I did raccoon raccoon skinned hat. I did. I did not. But I, I actually, want one. I actually used to wear one of those. those you should have good. a shirt that says nomenclature on it, and I'd buy it. Yeah, that's a what? good word. Why? Because I say it a lot. I, he says it a lot. I like that mm-hmm. word. And I'll have a shirt that says nevertheless. If I'm ever interviewed by James Lipton and he asks me what my favorite word is, nomenclature. <laughs> we all understand well, what that uh, word means too, right? Yeah, naming conventions. Okay. Yo, so enough about bunk ass crypto coins. Let's talk about Bitcoin and let's talk about Bitcoin being baller as fuck the past week. I mean, this little price increase to me, massive price movement is good either way, unless it goes too far. You know what I'm saying? So we got a 10% increase, a little more maybe in the past week. And now. Things are looking up in the Bitcoin world uh, off of some great news. You know, there was that one tidbit of news that came out. It was like global Bitcoin volume has increased 100% since January. That's a big deal. Am I right? It's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's normal growth. It's like it's it's just confirmation of the growth that has been happening over through the course of Bitcoin. Yeah, I know. But confirmation is good. Yeah. You know, for real. So, what are you going to say, Joe? Zcash is at 1.2 Bitcoin right now. Already? Yeah, it is in the last five minutes. Yeah, double in the last five minutes. Oh, it's gonna Jeez. be it's gonna be all over the place. So we'll talk about Zcash here in a little bit. Zcash is worth more than Bitcoin right now. Is that well, what it's saying? the they don't have a large they don't have a huge pool and they're very scarce yeah. right now because the chain just started. Let's talk about that in a little bit. Let's continue on Bitcoin for a little check, bit. Okay. Yeah, but check out that uh, that graph I put in when we get to it. I want to take a look at that. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesus is uh, 
I can't take my eyes off that Zcash graph now. Anyways, Bitcoin, <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin is having a great week. And I think it's good because it's off of the good news, like I said. And then I, I think it's always kind of a rumor when people are like, oh, the yawn is going down, so Bitcoin's going up. I don't think that is a di- I don't think that's the direct correlation, but if it is, I think it speaks a lot about where wealth can be stored in times of I don't know, crisis. Uh, so in your last week or this week this Friday, uh the number of unconfirmed transactions like skyrocketed up pretty high to like 60, 70,000 I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of there's long queue time. It's really hard to get your transaction into into a block, and that scarcity, from what I had read somewhere in the depths of the internet, was driving the price increase. Now the mm. unconfirmed transactions is around. I think last time I checked, it's around like ten thousand, fifteen thousand. So, so then the price should normalize. Then. Well, maybe we don't seem to have that rush to get transactions in or like people trying to send move money. And that's probably all exchanges. Uh, or from what I could tell a little bit of spam, but uh, that, I don't know why the price would raise so much. Uh, so today I had read that the new version of Bitcoin core software was released, which officially includes segregated witness. Mm. which means that people, the miners need to download this new software, the software version. They need to enable it so that they are, they essentially say they're voting yes for the protocol change. And then once 95% of the miners start, if they do this, if they enable it, then it'll become standard in a new, and then miners will start accepting segregated witness transactions but they don't start listening for the votes until i think the beginning of november maybe a week from now or so i don't remember which actual day which means that if everything goes smoothly which is a crap shoot in the bitcoin world we have no idea if that's true uh and 95 percent of the nodes vote yes for segregated witness we could see segregated witness being a part of the protocol within mid-december and then a lot of the things that require segregated witness um, will be able to start working. So Lightning Network. But, what about wallets? Do they enable SegWit code for transactions? Wallets are going to be on their own to start incorporating segregated witness code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them probably already have a good portion of it um, integrated into the Bitcoin wallet. Their, their own Bitcoin wallets, but it'll take a while. It's going to take a while for wallets to adopt the code. You can still use um, non-segregated witness transactions. So should we explain a little bit about what SegWit is for people that are unfamiliar? Sure. Or what it essentially does. I, I, I think of a real smooth analogy for all you guys that are unfamiliar with SegWit. Think of a storage unit. Good. Now that that's in your head. All right, what would be more efficient? Taking a bunch of shit and just tossing it in that storage unit, whichever way you can get it in there, or putting it into moving boxes first and then categorizing those moving boxes by size and volume and then placing them in there in a nice organized way. 
That is essentially what segue. And then the, I don't like that. The, the witness part is me viewing you putting stuff in storage units better. No, that I would not, be the witness. That is not. That's that not how it works. That's not how it works. Segue witness validates the transactions. So currently, without no, the witness is the is the is the signature on transactions. It's the essentially you know the the I claim that I wrote this transaction part. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the digital signature. Not a validator. It's the person who writes the transaction. Uh, okay. So, and for like multi-sig transactions, the the signature data part of the transaction can get really, really big. So it's, it's more akin to without segregated witness, we're throwing everything that we own into a single storage unit, which gets filled up really quickly, right? Uh, instead of doing that, what we're doing is we're taking out a portion of that junk of all the stuff that we have and putting it in a separate storage unit, which we then keep track of. So we have two set, two, two different things we have to keep track of. We have the Bitcoin blockchain without all the signature data, which is quite hefty. And we take that signature data and put it in a separate database, which then gets kept track of that's a kind of a, an over overview of what segregated witness does in moving so, boxes sure but what matters is that the thing that could be changed was the transaction id and that gets taken care of like transaction like once once the transaction gets an id in the block it can no longer be changed by the miner because that's not put into a transaction Mm. So this is the solve. This is the solve transaction malleability, right? I believe so. And that's one of the big kickers for like comp network. side people out there that don't. Uh, well, yeah, so Lightning Network and a lot of people that uh, the smarty smarts in the comp side world gave up on Bitcoin a long time ago because of transaction malleability. Eh, but now it, it takes a lot of vulnerability attacks and things. It takes it, it's it's just a more secure network with segregated witness. Yeah, it mm. makes the, it, it complicates things for people how people build wallets. They got to change their stuff, but overall, I think it's a it's a good addition to the network. Well, if if miners will have to store what is it one one megabyte blocks, they did they don't want to in the first place. Why would they start now? What do you mean? Well, I guess that's an error on my part, but I meant they don't want to process or store larger than one. Uh, MB blocks. So why do you think they want to store three megabyte blocks? I mean, with segment, they're still going to be storing only one megabyte worth of data. Um, but the segwit data can be discarded by the miners, right? No, they need to hold think- on to that as well. They're going to be overall, the miners will be storing more, but the miners shouldn't have a problem with increasing uh, the amount of data that they're going to be storing from this, this amount. That's not going to pull anybody out of the network because you're storing too much. That's all ridiculous. It's a ridiculous accusation to say that, you know, they have to store an extra right. megabyte or two of data per block if the I'm transactions go, get that high. Right. That's not, they don't care. I'm about, about to go that. next level. So there's this extra storage that they have to deal with. It's really not that big of a deal. Me saying that, not the person in the business. <laughs> you guys store that shit. Just do it. But, um, so the storage is a little bit more, but what happens when services concrete decentralized storage services start popping up and then you got like decentralization on top of decentralization 
Is that even possible? Like, oh. so, so the miner has, he's got to store the extra bit, but he's running out of storage space. So then you pay somebody to store it from him. It's decentralized and secure, like storage or something like that. And then you have decentralized blockchain with storage stuff that's also decentralized. Mm. Not storage stuff. Segwit. I think Segwit is expected to increase the volume of transactions without altering the block size, if I'm correct. That is correct. It's an, it's it's a, an it's effective an increase. It's, yeah, it's an implicit increase in storage size because yeah. taking out all the signature data from the blockchain, from the actual blocks being being written, takes out a significant amount of bytes, ones and zeros that you have to that you have to store. Because so a signature is, you know, we'll call it a certain like we'll call it like uh, we'll call it just for, for shits and giggles, ten percent of a transaction data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's it's more than that. Those are bad numbers. I made them up. Uh, we, shit, we can call it fifty percent. Uh. And if you take that out and store it somewhere else, then you can fit 50% more stuff into the block because you're taking all that data out and putting it somewhere else, which means that you can fit more transactions into the block. So that means you can fit more transactions into a single block, which allows for more users to use to get their, you know, their, their transactions confirmed on a timely manner because they don't have to wait for the next block because one block gets full. So this unconfirmed Mm. transaction pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller because you can fit more and more transactions into a single block in a time window of 10 minutes, right? So if it doubled, then instead of seven transactions per second, we get 14 now? Something like that, yeah. Ideally. A little bit better. Lightning Network is going to blow the lid off this shit. Ah, I want it. And for those of you that are listening that are like, you don't know shit. No, Lightning Network's not going to do anything. But you don't know that. <laughs> Yo, no. Yo, you no. don't know. Just wait. Let's see what happens. And if it yeah. does, then... well, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, and it sucks, we don't use it. It's that simple. It's not the Lightning Network is a layer two technology. If it doesn't work, we build a better layer two technology, and the underlying layer doesn't change. True that. True so, that. moving on to. Zcash. Ooh, it's blowing up, man. So Zcash is a new cryptocurrency that enables anonymous transactions to be included in the blockchain. So you essentially, um, you can submit a transaction, you can, and you encrypt all of the data of that transaction so that no one can see it except for parties that you allow to see it. And they do this through a new cryptographic technology called ZK Snarks. Remember about the name? It's not that big of a deal. It stands for Zero Knowledge Snarks. I don't actually know what the acronym of Snarks stands for off the top of my head. But what it means (laughs) is that the miner can verify that it's a valid transaction without ever having to look at the data inside the transaction. To them, it looks like a bunch of ones and zeros, but they can see that it's a valid transaction and they can include it into a block so that still only the people who view the transaction, whoever has access to the keys to decrypt that data can only see the data. Everyone else just sees a bunch of ones and zeros or random numbers. They think it's garbage. So I you think have if there's a single source 
of truth. You have the blockchain. You have the immutability of the blockchain. But you also have privacy. And, privacy. And you can, you can kind of... Sh- so, like, companies can take advantage of a blockchain without having to show the world. The yeah, because, like, you know, say if you have two different companies, Sony and, uh, and Samsung. Samsung. Right? That was the, 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 the standard... Uh, thing they don't want each other seeing what transactions they're doing and how many they're doing because that kind of hurts each other's businesses right you need for competition Mm -hmm. you need some type of privacy so a lot of enterprise systems won't do blockchain stuff because all of the transaction is public once it's on the blockchain you have to do different workarounds and do private blockchains and so on and so forth which aren't nearly as secure as a public blockchain I think if there were one implementation Bitcoin needs to roll in, this is a good one. Well, what's interesting about this is that it's not much different than Monero, the Monero coin. Like, to, to, at least to my knowledge. Yet, yeah, I don't see Z, ZK Snarks provide a, a probably a better source of privatization of data, but they also require a lot of computational effort to encrypt that data and and compute what's called a zero knowledge proof that the miner can use to verify it's a good it's a solid transaction. Now that means that mm-hmm. it's a lot of effort to use the privatization. Monero uses things called ring signatures, Ooh. which are much uh, less computationally demanding and provide a good source of privatization. And it's the Monero is essentially private by default, where Zcash is private privacy by choice. Mm. I think it's a monumental idea. So you guys are for Zcash? I think it, yeah, sure. I'm for any type of yeah. innovation. I like it because it does allow, like Corey said, it, it gives the option if you want to have a private transaction, you can. Not everybody in the world needs to see everything that you do. I mean, that's just the fact of life. Like, I don't need everybody seeing where my money goes. But at the same time, now, if if Bitcoin were to implement this, Bitcoin were to roll this in, I don't know how, but if it were, then it allows you to have a one-to-one conversation with whoever the person is that you're giving money to or they're giving money to you. It's like, hey, I sent it to you. Here's the whatever code identifier that's going to allow you and only you to see it. Boom. I mean, that, that, that to me just seems like a no-brainer. Well, what they're doing right now is they're working on a project called Baby Zoe, and uh, which is them implementing a version of this into Ethereum. Baby Zoe oh, really? stands for uh, Zcash on Ethereum. And what they're doing is essentially taking BTC Relay, which is a, a light wallet in the Ethereum blockchain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like a BTC relay is a is a Bitcoin light wallet in the in the Ethereum blockchain, and they're transferring or they're changing that code. That's made by consensus. If anybody wants to check it out, uh, they're changing that code to be essentially be a Zcash light wallet embedded into the Ethereum blockchain, which essentially gives Ethereum smart contracts to enable all types of privacy. So it's essentially it's like the, the add-on of all smart contracts can now include privacy. So that's the way you wow. peg into the Ethereum blockchain using Zcash. So they, they're kind of together as one. 
Yeah, but uh, what was it? Vatalik Buterin said that the protocol is like feature agnostic, so it's not going to get adopted unless it's a life or death situation. Mm. Well, look at the 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 baby Zoe doesn't matter what Ethereum does. Uh, for as far as I can tell, I mean, they may end up. Ethereum may at some point make the decision to incorporate some parts of zk snarks into the Ethereum protocol. But I don't think using something like BTC Relay for Zcash needs to, needs to, needs Ethereum to change in any way. I could be wrong about that. I would like it if one of our listeners who knows better could tell me. But yeah, I I'm think, sure like you said, I think Monero did kind of a. I think Monero did it better, but Monero's got some price fluctuations now. Well, well I guess all this. Does. Once That's, you know, I mean, this is one of those things that the market will decide they're both privacy enabling options. And when they build the infrastructure around them that allows like maybe smart contracts can use those options or they have an economy around them, then the more people who use them will essentially decide which one wins. Whenever you say the market will decide, I want to break out into the halo theme song. I don't know why. We should not sing ever again. <laughs> I know you know all of our listeners who played Halo. It was just it was perfect in their head. They knew what it was. <laughs> if you were in college during Halo, you know you just left that title screen on all day long in your dorm room. Oh yeah. You just left it on and turned the TV off. What yeah. what's, what's the point of turning the game off? You know he's know. gonna be right back yeah. on it. <laughs> what else did we wanna bring up today? Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, but, uh, on top of Zcash, so Zcash just went live today at, at the recording. It's it's Friday the twenty eighth. Yeah, Friday the twenty eighth. Zcash went live today, and all of the exchanges or a good portion of the exchanges have included Zcash for trading, which means that the price is going wild. Uh, yeah, price is going bananas, bananas, can, bananas. If you have a Linux machine or you want to get on DigitalOcean or some other cloud computing platform you can probably mine some sell it for some books and uh see what happens but hey i had a linux machine and no one else got one and that was a mistake all right hipster <laughs> are you talking about the <laughs> the steam box yeah that was that was a linux software oh i'm talking about but running ubuntu or like you know any of the different flavors of linux Fedora. Well, it's a very interesting comparison. Like Bitcoin today accounts for what? 0.1% of all money transactions? It's just like the Linux software. It's it's interesting. But the mass market doesn't trust it because there's no one owner. I was excited to get a Steam machine. Nobody used it. Got no support. I sold it. Got a PS4. Now I'm happy. I don't know what you're talking about. So my People trust Linux. My Linux biggest... Huge in, de- in the development so We world. already had this argument. We had this argument like the five years The majority of developers in the world are using Linux. Linux is the Linux. It's the de facto standard for for most. Well, yeah. well I'm just in, in, my, in the context of my example. I'm just talking about in gaming. Yeah, they, okay. It got no support. Oh, for oh gaming? Okay. No, for gaming, no. No one gives a shit. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how feels about that. The main challenge for me is that it can't scale, and I'm uh, the same way the Steam machine isn't going to scale. That's my only reservation about Zcash. Well, I've, I've, We'll see how scaling gets. I mean, that's it. Scaling is on the minds of everyone. You have to 
build with scale part of the infrastructure and how we deal with all these things is essentially the problem of, I don't know, the past five years. Yeah, but I mean, scaling is a beautiful reaction and that's all it can ever be. It's just a that? beautiful reaction. It, it's not something, it's, it's a very instantaneous lagging action. It's a tech issue, I think. Well, of course it is. It's but not scaling like, is 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 relative to the amount of users you currently have. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, you I need get to scale that. if you have too many users for your current system. So exactly, which makes as it your always... system as your as your user base grows and continues to grow, you will always have scaling as an issue. So you just it's a scaling as a matter of doing what, right? Think about the internet. In the beginning, the internet couldn't scale to what it's doing today, but over the 40 years that we've had it, however many, I don't know, I'm, I'm bad with numbers. Over the however many times we've had it, it has <laughs> managed to continue to scale and do more and more and more things. And now we can do like virtual reality over the internet. We can do like social social networks. And when it started, it was, you couldn't do, you couldn't even hold some like a single email server that does the amount of traffic we have today. Or like think about when you first got your dial up, right? And you wanted to download some nudie pics. Think about how long it took you to download that nudie pic. Oh, it took so long. I would just print them out and make nudie pic uh, trading cards. All right. So there you go. The internet couldn't scale. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it couldn't scale to support the media that people wanted at the time. Well, guess what? New, new innovations happened. And now we downloading pictures on the internet isn't even thought about. Yeah. That's why I'm coining scaling the beautiful reaction. That's all it is. is it's just a beautiful reaction caused by demand. People want something so badly and they want it to be awesome so badly that it's a, it's enough human energy to, to create that scaling. This is why I don't really trip when people are like, Bitcoin can't scale. And I'm just like, you're just trying to say things. You're just trying to put words next to each other to say shit. Because if the world decides that it wants Bitcoin, then the scaling will happen. That's what humanity does. If anything is awesome enough, we find a way to scale it so it can be more awesome. I don't know many things that we haven't scaled that that people decided they wanted in their life, and a lot of automobiles. Yeah, I mean, it didn't start out with gas stations on every corner. Hell, but now gas stations some some gas stations don't even have the damn building. It's just the pumps. Shit, our gas stations even got electric, electricity pumping out of them. <laughs> yeah. So Change the infrastructure continuously. The, like, there's people now that are like, what are they saying? Oh, it's, you're going to have your fancy electric car, but where are you going to charge it? It's like, man, when 70% of the market is electric cars, there's not going to be – that's not going to be a worry. I'll have a place to charge my damn car. Yeah. Like that's – you know, it's, I'm not even worried about that. So Bitcoin, if – not if. If Bitcoin, no, it's still if. If Bitcoin continues on this trend of adoption and the world decides, yeah, we're going to use Bitcoin because it's much easier than my Venezuelan dollars that are basically toilet paper. And I know it's going to have value because it's being used all over the planet. I keep faith in it. Then that scaling issue is going to get resolved quickly. It's a double-edged sword, though. Once Bitcoin scales, we don't have a podcast anymore. 
Yeah, we do. Then we got the better podcast. We're the best podcast. I mean, it took like it took like ten years for email to take off. What if we had an email podcast, and and what if we still had one? Like, who would listen to that? Everyone has email. If if we if we pigeonholed ourselves into the email podcast, then maybe we would. Do you think we've pigeonholed ourselves with by calling ourselves the Bitcoin podcast? No, we barely talk about Bitcoin nowadays. I, I say we're a fintech financial analyst panel podcast. I mean, we 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 talk about whatever's relevant in the news. We 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 pivot to what's what people want to hear about, or what we find interesting, and what's currently going on in the space. There, that will never be old or irrelevant. Nope. So as this space grows, so do we, because more and more people jump into it and want to learn more about it. We're gonna we should have a segment where we talk of the shit coin of the week, where we just go see which which new coin came out this week. Like oh, this week, week. Uh, uh, <laughs> this week Sonic the Hedgehog coin came out. Uh, it's mined at a rate of twenty five thousand no, coin every honest, five seconds. I don't, so, like, I don't care about new coins, right? New coins, they if they serve a purpose for a small community, then they're worth it. It's only when people are trying to take money from ignorant people who don't understand the technology is when it's a shit coin, right? Mm-hmm. If if it's if they create a simple like you know tradable fun token uh, that you can use for like a, a Pokemon league in East Africa, then cool, good for them. I hope it works, mm-hmm. but. There's a lot of things that you could do to, to to screw people if you try and take advantage of their ignorance, and that's what that's that's not okay. Yeah. Well, you guys heard it here, probably not first, but you heard it here. Don't make shit coins, because then you are a shitty person, and one coin's a scam. All right, so let's. Uh, <laughs> do we wrap it up? Yeah, we can wrap it up. All right. Well. You guys know where to find us, bitcoinpodcast.com. That's our website. If you didn't realize, um, we didn't have an interview this time. Yeah, no interview this time. We wanted to shoot the shit um, for a while. We haven't had an episode just to us in forever. This is the first, we haven't had a, This is the first episode that we've done without an interview that we're not drunk in. Yeah, we didn't even have a drunk in. We haven't even had a drunk episode since, I'm what, drinking. episode 30? Ice cold Coca-Cola. Oh, that doesn't count, man. That doesn't count. And that's I'm some drunk on sugar because I don't ever drink these things. We should have a drunk episode with somebody in the community that is substantial, like Ken, like Andreas, Ken, Ken, Ken. Yeah, Ken, you got to get <laughs> up on here, man, and you got to get drunk with us, uh, or sorry, drink with us. Um, let's see. Uh, what do we? What do we do? Oh, Twitter at the BTC Podcast. That's our Twitter. Um, tweet us and we'll tweet you sounds dirty almost uh, let's see we are on stitcher we're on itunes we're on all of the podcast places uh we partnered with coin telegraph which by the way um a lot of the information you heard today or we spoke to today um was from coin telegraph um they have lots of writers that write stuff and you can go find good news on cointelegraph.com uh, let's see, we have our affiliation with Purse, Purse.io. Uh, if you go to our website and you look on the sidebar, 
you will see a purse.io icon. If you click there, you register, then you are signed up with our affiliate program and um, we get a little kickback whenever you spend money. So if you're gonna already spend money on purse, you might as well sign up through our program. And that way you help us out and we can get another mic set of microphone, set of headphones for Marcello. So <laughs> right now, Corey and I have the headphones. Um, what else do we do? It's good enough. Next we week, stuff. I think we, we got blog. Golem. We got the Golem Network yep. coming on. It tells um, us about their new, uh, essentially, cloud-based computing platform. Mm. I got some questions sounds, for them in mouthful. terms of some uh, high-performance computing stuff that I've run into over my my career in academia. Let's see if they cloud-based computation. Mm. You can. It's essentially uh, Airbnb for computing. That's actually a great way to put it. Like you can rent computation if you have an app. You have an application that isn't going to run so well on your uh, your MacBook Pro. You can uh, <laughs> you can rent computation. Um, let's see. So we'll talk oh, about that. Talk to some of you guys in there. Big announcement that you guys may have noticed is that we have a sibling show called Block Channel with you guys know who. Stephen Mackey. And so it's going to happen from time to time whenever Mackey and myself or Mackey and another co-host, guest host, uh, have an episode of Block Channel. It will pop up in your podcast feed under our show. Don't worry. Nothing to alarm. It's like, what? I didn't listen to that show. No, it's a our sibling show. So it's going to pop up in your podcast feed. And give it a listen because Mackey's an awesome dude. And what he's trying to do is get a different perspective on crypto, a more laid back, why should this be in your life kind of feel. So definitely you should have checked it out by now. And if you didn't, then listen to this episode right now and go listen to it. All right. Holla. Well, play the outro.